date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Hello, everyone. Welcome. So last week, we did a podcast called That's Not Love, because we did it on abuse and... That's not love. That's not love. So today we're doing episode 38. 38. Called Healing from Abuse. What does it take? Well, the first step, Sharon and I have kind of put out some steps here. We're not going to necessarily call them all steps. There's seven we put out, but they actually are a lot. But we've kind of focused on these. The first one is recognize that that's what's happened recognize that you have been or are in a relationship where there is power or control being exerted over you in some way on a consistent basis and that process can be challenging just the i call it the waking up process it can be the most painful part of the process even if you're divorced to recognize step by step and continue to recognize what has happened to you to grieve the loss of the marriage or relationship you thought you had, who you thought you were. And it just, the whole thing can mess with your, your mind a lot. So the waking up process is going to be, can be a really challenging part of it right up front. There you go. It will (laughs) recognize it, acknowledge it, you know, Let's start moving forward. Yeah. And that's the first step. And sometimes, like I said, the hardest <clears throat> to recognize that that's what's going on. Yes. Or that's what been going, what's been going well, on. Well, you know, I mean, there's a whole roller coaster. You've been on it. I've been on it. It's like, how could someone do that to me? Or how could right. someone do that to another person? And all the thoughts that go through your head, it is, I'm going to say it is a grieving period. Yes. Oh, you yes. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. The next one, Sharon. Okay. Super important to forgive yourself. Yeah. Forgive yourself. And everybody goes, what? You know, forgive yourself what you didn't know. You know, nobody would purposely, well, we would hope that nobody would purposely get into an abusive situation, you know, because as we talked about last week, it starts out so small and you don't recognize that it's happening, you know. Yeah. And that's the way it's designed. Yes. Oh, yep. Yeah. Designed by the adversary, by the way. Remember that. Check out last week's episode if you haven't listened. For sure. So forgiving yourself. You know, Heavenly Father says we're supposed to forgive everybody, right? And that definitely includes yourself. Yes. Because that's a hard one. That's a hard one. Yes. And there's a lot of questions in there. Why did I get myself into this? What did I do? The truth is that it's you need to normalize what you're going through or what you have been through. It's totally normal for this kind of thing. You're not seeing it. You're... Um, you're being duped or whatever. Yes. It, the smartest people can be caught into this kind of thing. Oh yeah. Oh so, for sure. Forgiving yourselves. And we'll go. We'll come back to forgiveness at the very end as well. Yes. Well, and then I'm going to say part of the forgiveness process is to let go of the negative thinking patterns that we get ourselves into. Absolutely. Um, we call this distorted thinking patterns. So there's 
actually there's a whole list of them that we all do. There's patterns in the distorted thinking patterns. And so Sharon's going to share some of these with you and see if you recognize these in your own life. Well, I'm going to say the first one, and I think that's the one everybody goes to the most, is name-calling. Don't call yourself names. Don't I'm label stupid. yourself, I'm stupid. How, how, you know, how could I have gotten myself in that situation because I'm, I'm so stupid or if I'm I was damaged. You know, yes. Um, yeah. So, you know, when you call yourself names, it's really hard to change the pattern. If I told myself I was fat every day... I would never, ever, ever be thin because you start believing what you're thinking, what you're saying to yourself. Yes. And so when you're negative like that, it's just a bad idea. All right. Um, Black and white thinking. I either get it right or I'm a failure. Let's avoid the extremes, the black and the white. Maybe there's a lot more involved in that. It's not just I either get it right or I'm a failure. Yes. Um, Overgeneralizing. We tend to overgeneralize. We've been through it a bad experience. This is for women or, or for men. Um, all men, all women are like this. Oh, that's that's a death sentence in the dating world if oh, you're yeah. going to say all men or all women are like this. Yeah. Well, it's very damaging to your thinking process, and it's, and it's very not negative. true. It's not true. No. You need to ha- you need to have the belief system when you put yourself out there that there are good men and that there are good women. Yes, absolutely. And there are. We've seen it. Sharon and I have seen it. So oh, yeah. we'll tell you. If you don't see it yet, it is oh, true. Yeah. There are definitely good, good men and good women out there to date. Um, disqualifying the positive. We need to be thinking positive, and this is disqualifying. Um, nothing good ever happens to me. Um, number one, not true. Yeah, number not two, true. That's a place of ingratitude, I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, because good things do. Heavenly Father is watching us. Yes. And good things do um, happen to us. And there's probably many miracles, believe it or not, that have brought you to where you are today, even to listening to the, a podcast like this. Yes. To, to help you. Yes. Um, unrealistic expectations of yourself. I shouldn't have made a mistake like that. Or if you're struggling to get out of bed every day because you're still in trauma. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And you haven't taken time to take care of yourself, which we're going yes, to talk about more in a minute. we are going to talk about that. Um, Shooting on yourself. Yes. I should do this. I should do that. I should be this. I should do that. Be yes. careful. Don't be doing that. Yeah. Um, self-blame. It's, oh, it's all my fault. It's all yes. my fault. It's all my fault. It is not all your fault. I want to take a minute here and... And just all of a lot of this distorted thinking. Did you notice how I changed from all to a lot? I didn't want to do the extremes itself. But you may be taking on the narrative that you're a, the person who has abused you, or people who have abused you. You may be taking that on for yourself, and re just re spitting that out. So think about that. Are these distorted thinking patterns your own? Or have they? Have you adopted them? And usually we adopt them to create safety for ourselves, right. believe it or not. So don't be beating yourself up about having some of these distorted thinking patterns. Just be super honest. Is yes. this really what's going on with me? Right. Okay, next one is c- 
catastrophizing. Is that a word? <laughs> catastrophizing, catastrophizing. yes. Catastrophizing, going to the extreme in every situation. Um, I won't be able to how to... Fi- uh, I won't be able to figure out how to do anything without my partner. Then I'll be hungry and homeless. Just going to the extreme. Okay? Don't do it. Don't do it. I know that emotions are high, and that's probably an easy thing to do. But Yeah, and there's a lot of fear, and you're just going, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. I'm not going to be able to take care of myself. I'm not going to be able to. Yeah, I'm going to get, yeah. Um, The, The powerlessness of that is really... I mean, those thoughts, think about that, how powerless you are when you think those things. Yes. That is not God's plan for you. That is definitely You not have God's power. Plan. And even though you may not be able to see it in this moment, or you don't feel as powerful as you were or as you want to, you can get there again. Right. Right. Um, next one is emotional reasoning. Um, I feel guilty. I must be a terrible person. Oh, so that's, so that is, what you're saying is when you have an emotion and then you tell a story about it. Yes. Instead of just feeling your emotion, you make up a story about why you're feeling that way. That is very human to do that. And it's, it's important for you to catch yourself on that because that's not helpful. Right. And we need to forgive ourselves for being human beings. You know, I think we beat ourselves up for having a human being experience. There are a lot of people out there who have been in, you know, just caught, I'm going to say they're caught in abusive situations and it's not your fault. And there's lots of people who have gone through it and there's lots of people who have recovered. And it's, I mean, sadly, it's part of our experience. You know, and hopefully it's a learning experience. Yeah, well, that is what we can do is turn it into gold, right? Turn it into something valuable for us. Right. Okay, next one. Personalizing the situation. He got upset. She got upset because I'm a terrible girlfriend or boyfriend. Oh, it's my fault. Yes, yes. Taking it, yeah, making it Personalizing, making it yourself. Well, that also is what the abuser wants and has trained you to do is that this is your fault, not mine. Well, it's enabling behavior as well. It just, it's it's an invitation for more. That's right. It's my fault. Well, Mm -hmm. then I'll take all the responsibility. You can keep piling it on me. You may not think you're saying that, but when you take it on yourself and it's not yours, you're inviting other people to pile it on you and make it your fault. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't go there. False permanence. Things are going to be like this forever. I'm going to feel like this forever. Mm-hmm. Don't put a permanence on things. Yeah, you're just going through a process. Yes. You're on a journey. You are getting somewhere. If you choose to get somewhere, you can spin in this. You can keep spinning in this and say this is going to be here forever. But there's no power in that. Right. There's no, there's no place to go in that. This process should be moving forward. Yes. So don't make yourself stay in the same place. Yes. Okay, last one. Magical thinking. If I were just skinnier, things would have worked out. If I were just smarter, if I were just funner, things would have worked out. That's funny because in in acting, okay, just a side note here in acting, there's something called the magic if. And you just, what if? What if, if I were, if this were, if that were. Well, acting's a um, magical thinking can be had in that. We can do that in acting. You don't want to do that in real life. You don't want to do the magical thinking. Wanting to magically wave the wand and make it all go away. If I were this, if I were that, if this situation. It's not helpful. No. Oh, no, no. It leaves us in a powerless situation. So 
what did you call them? Distorted thinking patterns. I like that. I called them negative thinking patterns. When you're in a healing process, it is important not to go to the negative and not to distort your thinking because it is a painful experience and you're going to, you know, it's a process though, and you're going to go through it. So it's really important to try to be as positive as you can. Absolutely. Um, That doesn't mean you're going to ignore what you're actually feeling and ignore what's really here. No. But but be aware of your thinking patterns. Be aware and you can even journal them, write them down as you as they come up and just go, "Oh wow, just to bring yes. light to them." Yes. That kind of transitions us. We're ready to transition to the next one, Sharon? Uh, sure. Feeling your feelings. Yes. Feeling your feelings. So when when I when Sharon was talking about guilt and she you tell the story about it, you feel guilt, you tell a story about it. So you got to separate those thoughts cuz those thoughts are creating your feelings. But just the process of just feeling your feelings and not putting a story to it is the it, it's the number one way to po- process through to the other side of where yes. where you're at. We get so stuck in our emotions and we 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 create all kinds of things to control our situation, to control other people, to try and control ourselves so that we don't feel our feelings. And that is going to keep you spinning your wheels. That's going to keep you in a position to, to be powerless, to be a target for the next person who wants, who's in a, who wants to control someone. So feel your feelings. When I, when I went through my divorce, that was my number one goal right. was to feel my feelings, even to the point that I said, you know, if I woke up one morning and I was full of sadness or anger, or whatever, yes. I would call into work and I would say, I can't come in today. And I would feel those feelings. I would process through them. If you don't know how to do this, reach out and get help. Sharon and I can both help you with this. It's a skill. Right. And a lot of people don't have it. And this causes more problems than just about anything else because you aren't willing to really connect with your body and your feelings. So that's an important part of your healing process to create in yourself this resistance to more abuse. To feeling. Well, I feel like a lot of people medicate their feelings. you know, maybe with social situations, they get out with their friends and they laugh because I don't, I don't want to feel these feelings, but you're literally stuck in a standstill. Yes. Not progressing forward with your feelings. I've done this. I've done this. I I noticed that when I started, (laughs) when I started first going out in the singles world, I found myself going, oh my gosh, I'm doing this, 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 this. And I was just going forward gangbusters. And I'm like, I'm so happy. I feel so good. good. It's like, I'm running away from something. I am running away from something. So just be self-aware. There are ways Yes. You avoid feeling your feelings, and that's going to be well. The people get into drugs and alcohol because of this, you know, or and medicate with food, you know, oh yeah, or caffeine, oh yeah. oh yeah, you know. And we all can do it. I mean, yep. I know what mine are. I know, I know what I try to do to medicate. There are healthy ways to process through it, and there are um, ways that you stop yourself, yes, from from clearing that out from your body so that you can be free and forgive. Actually. Right. But once again, this process should be like if you were looking at a graph, it's forward and up. We're going to say this process needs to be moving. If you are stuck, if you are calling in five days a week because you are stuck feeling your feelings, you know, it's, it's <laughs> there's the, a it, problem it, it, there. There is a problem. So this needs to be moving forward and not you don't need to be stuck on the runaway train just going one direction right we need to get off the train and do something else so just make sure that this is moving forward and you are not stuck in feeling your feelings that's that's right and what that means is you probably are keep telling a story about your feelings Mm -hmm. instead of just feeling them yes so okay 
next? Love buckets. Sharon, Sharon <laughs> talked to me about love buckets, and I love this analogy. So well, share. So I think we get, you know, as I was thinking about this, why did we get in this abusive situation? What was going on with us that um, would have put us in this situation? And I started thinking of love like collecting love in a love bucket. Because from birth, we should be collecting love in our love bucket from who? It's designed that we are loved by our parents. parents. That's the idea. Yes, our parents are are filling our love bucket and our siblings are filling our love love bucket. And as we get out of the house, our peers are filling our... And our friends. Mm -hmm. Whether it's love bucket as in validation in some way, helping us feel like we're welcome, like we're a part of the the friend group or whatever it is. Yes. Lots of different, like we've talked about on our past episode, there's lots of different kinds of love. Right. So So, so you should... Enter into the world, into dating and marriage and everything with a full love bucket, right? Because that's our parents' job is to love us completely and wholly and and um, unconditionally. And sometimes this doesn't happen. Often, often, often this, this doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. Our love bucket is empty or mostly empty. Or there's a hole in it. That's a whole new <laughs> that's a whole new bucket talk, Peggy. <laughs> There's a hole in my bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. Yep, hopefully there is not a hole in the bucket. But if our bucket is running low on love, then we are looking for love to fill it, right? Yes. And sometimes we're looking so desperately for love that we are accepting scraps and crumbs. That it comes at a price that's too high. Yes. So we need to make sure that our love bucket is full, whether we fill that ourselves, whether we hang out with positive people who are going to fill it, because when our love bucket is empty, we make poor choices. Yes, we do. And you have to fill it yourself. Yeah. Before... Well, no, not before, but when you're little, you don't have to fill it yourself no, before no, your parents do, but no. you have to fill it yourself. It has to be filled by you and other people as well. Yeah. Because you mean, have to love yourself. Yes. As we grow older and have the ability to love ourselves and care for ourselves, it is important. And if you did not get love from your parents, your siblings, maybe you were the weird kid, you did not, you know, maybe some kids at school took out of your love bucket, you know, it is your job to fill that bucket. Yes. And so we need to make sure that bucket is full so that we are not making bad choices, that we're not so excited about tiny scraps and crumbs that we put up with bad behavior because of it. Yeah, you know, I want to pivot this just a little bit because it's it's absolutely a part of what you're saying. But there are, when we've talked about this before many times, there are, there's a template laid down when we're kids. Um, And And it may be, you may be saying, well, my parents love me. I felt so much love. I had a great family life, blah, blah, blah. And still this happened to me. Still I got into this relationship that was abusive. Well, first of all, let me just be really clear. It is not your fault. Other people's actions that are abusive to you, you are not at fault for that. What Sharon and I are talking about is how to make sure that your love bucket, or what I call it is kind of like we're all like a puzzle puzzle pieces and other people come and their part of the puzzle fit in with us. And if you have unfinished business from your childhood where where you didn't feel loved, where you somehow took on a belief that you don't even know that's an unconscious belief and you started creating patterns in your life based on that negative 
negative belief that's not true, that's really not true in God's eyes about you, then we can find ourselves in these situations. So some of, a lot of what can happen in childhood or in previous relationships, relationships is yes. unconscious. Yes. And so you need to bring that forward and you need to address that. And ways to address that would be like the journey work that I do. The guided meditation is super powerful That for that. How many times have I done that with a client and they're like, wow, I didn't know that was in there. Yep, you didn't. <laughs> That's why we do this because we're tapping into the power of your body and what's in what's in there. Um, EMDR is another great way to do it. Um, something called brain spotting and those you have to have a therapist for those two, those two things. But those are those are some of the ways that you can tap into that unconscious stuff that's that's running your train yes. that's taking it down this track that you don't want to go down and and I've and Sharon you and I have talked about this how I've seen people that repeat the pattern over and over yes. and over again I um where where they think they've you said this about your relationship and your parents that you um, that you thought you were marrying somebody different yes. than, your, than the way your parents treated you. The patterns were the same, though. I just didn't recognize them because the personalities were different. Because you thought yeah. you were getting what, yeah. the opposite of what your parents were, right? Oh, yeah. Which is, which is what Harville Hendricks says is, the, is, is what happens when we come to partner up. He's the one that I, that I, read, that I read, Getting the Love You Want by Harville Hendricks, um, that we are trying to finish our unfinished business from childhood. We need to heal those wounds from our childhood. So right. we draw to us the person that's going to help us do that. Now, if that person is healthy and willing to grow, then that can really work and there can be a lot of healing in that relationship. But if that person is unwilling and wants to justify their actions and wants to have control and power and is unwilling to look at their own stuff, then we find ourselves in a situation we can find ourselves in a situation like this. Yes. So this is a very important part, the love buckets filling the deficit for yourself before you get into the next relationship. Yes. Also, Super important. get yourself educated. You know, if you don't recognize the patterns, find out what those patterns are. Or um, find out how, how can you build your self-confidence. Right. You know, getting, getting educated on abusive patterns and things like that. I mean, being here today. Yeah, listening to us, super, Listen, super know, important because you know, we have to bring this into the light. Yes. You need to know things that you don't know yet. And that's really powerful. And that's really going to help build your confidence. And there's a lot of abusers that won't have anything to do with a confident person. Now, Absolutely. This is yes. this is a super important part. I, you know, I've watched this in the singles world. I've watched, I've watched, I know you've watched this too. The 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 men or women who avoid me, it's because I won't feed them. Yes. I don't feed them what they want in order to suck the life out of me. Well, right? I think I think once you set a boundary, I I think I've I've gotten rid of a lot of men just by setting a boundary. You know, within yourself they you know, just won't yeah. even approach you yeah and it's like well i mean i've had to say you know what i i don't i don't get in i don't get into silly name calling and put downs right and you set the boundary I, there yeah uh, yeah and it's like oh oh okay well see ya <laughs> you know it's like oh weird i got ghosted you know and so i think just small and simple boundaries even you know yes and we're going to talk more about boundaries it's a whole thing a lot of people don't even know what their boundaries are and right. especially if you've been in maybe long-term um, 
long-term trauma, like complex trauma over time, multiple times from different people, different situations, you may not even understand what boundaries are. Right. Or what your boundaries should be. So next week we're going to talk more about boundaries. Um, Building confidence, getting educated, um, building self-trust. Yes. Super important. I've heard so many people say, I don't trust myself. Which is a common response to being in an abusive situation. Right, because they have fostered the idea that you are untrustworthy. But they've also probably manipulated in a way that you you've, you feel like you're crazy. Yes. You don't know yourself anymore. You've lost who you are, and that's part of the design of the of the control pattern is for you to lose who you are. So rebuilding that self-trust. And I would say the number one thing you need to do is to start to feel your gut and follow it. Yes. So when you have a gut feeling and there's nothing in your world that validates that feeling, like there's no evidence that you can see, like nobody's saying anything, nobody's loud about it. I'm telling you, you need to follow your gut. You need to say, oh, what is that saying to me? What is going on here that's not right? Or let's stay close to the spirit so we have confidence in that. That's true. So that we know when the spirit is is speaking to us. Yes. And your gut is the light of Christ. And I believe your gut's the light of Christ. I've seen it in clients who have no religious background, who have other religious backgrounds. It doesn't matter. God gave you a gut. And... Finding it and following it is absolutely vital. It can be life-saving. Yes. I always say my spidey senses are tingling. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that. My spidey senses are going off. It's like something's <laughs> not right here. This is off. So this is all a part of taking care of yourself. Yes. Self-care. Yes. Which you really do need to do. do you, you need to take care of yourself through this process. Even to the point, like, go get petties. <laughs> pedicures yes with your girlfriends or I don't know how men relax go golfing with your buddies you know take time yes take time for yourself there there's a whole thing on self-care and we've talked about that we have an episode a a former episode back in February a couple weeks ago um about self-care so so go back and listen to that super important self-care and then um moving into our last one but not well no we haven't talked about getting support We're here for your support, and I forgot (laughs) to talk about it. Yes, no, get support. I mean, find friends that can validate what you're going through. And if they don't, walk away. Yes. Find other people. Do because to and find a therapist and just clear, Sharon and I are not therapists, but we are life coaches. We are I'm a betrayal trauma recovery coach. She's a relationship coach and a dating coach. We can help you with a lot of this and support you on your way, help you build a plan, help you step by step to get you unstuck, to get you unstuck and move forward and get you healthy, get you healed, to help you find healing. So get support. It might even be a support group. Yes. But but just know or, or just know that you get to be in charge of that. If you find yourself in any situation with friends, family, or professionals that that are not um, feeling supportive where you're at, that they're that you're getting re-traumatized, yes. then find someone else because they the help yes. is out there. And yes. you can find it. I think that's, you know, when you wake up, know that you can find help. There is help out there. And then I want to transition now to our last thing, which is strengthen your relationship with God. Yes. This is probably the 
number one thing. Now, let me just say right up front, a lot of people don't do not realize this, but one of the responses to trauma is to pull away from God. Yes. If you have left the church, left your testimony behind, walked away from those things that were dear to you because you feel betrayed by God or whatever, that is normal to feel that. And I remember when I went through my divorce and I remember a time when I was feeling disconnected from God and it didn't show up in the you in a way you might think but it showed up in me feeling really bored with going to the temple interesting i was like oh and i was starting to get negative starting to get really negative about it and i thought wait a minute this is a trauma response i yes. need to pull back so i stopped going to the temple for a while and that's okay it's okay to to parent yourself to take care of yourself that way um, but I have to say it was the number one thing that helped me through my grieving and my getting out of an abusive relationship. And still to this day is the number one thing. And that is following the spirit. And yes. that has to do with your relationship with God. Well, let's talk about um, healing from abuse a little bit because Christ already suffered for this. And how often do we forget about the atonement? How often do we forget that we can give this to Jesus? Turn it over to him. Yes. He can help us. He can guide us one step at a time. And that's, that's part of what you need to do, one step at a yes. time. This is a one step at a time process. Some of you may be in, still in a lot of trauma and you feel like you, you, can't, you can't do anything. Just baby steps, that's all. Yes. And reconnect with God, whatever you need to do to reconnect with God and to access the power of the atonement. Yes. Um, President Nelson in 2018, I believe it was, he gave, he gave the talk on, um, shoot, I can't remember exactly what it was titled, but it was about accessing the power of Christ. Find that Heal that relationship with God if you need to, but that is going to be your number one thing. And keep your covenants. Yes. Access the power that yes. Jesus Christ has in your life, and you will be guided. Yes, okay. for sure, and that is very healing. So let's just kind of recap this really quick. All right. Recognize it or wake up. Forgive ourselves. Yes. Normalize what you're going through. Change your distorted thinking patterns or negative thinking patterns. Feel your feelings. Change those love buckets. Fill those deficits for yourself. Yes. Get some help. If you've got, you, we all have unconscious patterns and beliefs that are driving our trains, that are built, that are running our lives, and we are wondering why all of this stuff keeps showing up. It's because there's something you can do about it. There's stuff yes. going on internally. Um, and then get educated. Build your self-confidence, get support, boundaries, take care of yourself, um, and then and listen to your gut, and then strengthen your relationship with Heavenly Father yes. and Jesus Christ. So if you will follow these things and get some help, reach out to God, do these things, you will build yourself as a resistant to abuse, resistant to those people that may come into your life. And you will change the signs you put out there exactly. on yourself. You, you, will, cha you change your patterns. You, you change will change your, your patterns. You will change your life. Thank That's you true. for listening. All righty. Bye, bye, bye for now.
you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at datetoyourpotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We want you to know you are